0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: Inside sources. Inside sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 11:60 a.m. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on a very windy day here in Salt Lake City. And uh, just I've been texting with uh, a few folks, some that are actually stuck on the tarmac uh, at Salt Lake City Airport. Uh, We know that uh, many uh, members uh, from across the West, uh, in terms of uh, members of Congress, are trying to get to Washington today so they can begin debate uh, on uh, a new relief package bill there, a new COVID-19 spending package Uh, But many of them uh, from across the West are stuck on an airplane uh, sitting uh, at Salt Lake City right now. And uh, hopefully they'll be able to get on their way before too long and get heading east uh, and get back to work there. Uh, In the meantime, we're going to continue a a really important conversation, which uh, is what we know is what it's really all about. And that is it uh, doesn't happen out of Washington. It happens uh, right in the state and communities. And as many of us know, for for many years, uh, Utah has been listed as a great place to work, as number one economy, all of those different things. Uh, but now we're getting to something that's really interesting to me, and that is where Utah ranks in terms of positioning economic outlook uh, coming out of the pandemic. And I'm I'm really thrilled to have joined us on the program today, Jonathan Williams. Uh, he is the chief economist and vice president for the Center of State Fiscal Reform at the American Legislative Exchange Council, or ALEC as we like to call it, uh, and he works with a lot of the state policymakers, congressional leaders, members in the private sector, uh, really plays a, a vital role there in terms of these kinds of conversations, in terms of what's actually going to happen, uh, and how can we best maximize that. So, Jonathan, thanks for joining us today. Well,
2: thanks for having me on, Boyd, and uh, greetings from the land of make believe here in Washington D.C. <laughs> you,
1: you may just have to take over, Jonathan. I don't know if uh, all the members of Congress, uh, at least those from the West who fly through Salt Lake City, uh, may not be able to make it back today. So we'll put you in charge gladly uh, and let you give us a good uh, economic forecast there. But uh, give us some give us some insight. I know you've come out with a, another. Uh, study looking at uh, economics and especially economics coming out of the pandemic. And Utah, of course, scores very well. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the study and uh, what, uh, what you're gleaning from it.
2: Well, sure, yeah. It's the uh, the 13th edition of our annual Rich States, Poor States publication that I co-author with Art Laffer and, and Steve Moore, two household names when it comes to economics, of course. And uh, Utah has had the uh, incredible distinction of uh, ranking number one for economic outlook in all 13 editions of this publication. And uh, how we measure economic outlook is pretty simple. We look at things that we know matter for future economic growth and competitiveness, such as tax rates and regulations and labor policies. And uh, boy, just as importantly, we know there are things that state lawmakers in Salt Lake and other state capitals around the country directly influence and can change on a given year. And so now as we kind of come out, uh, let's hope, very soon from this pandemic, and we're already starting to see the economic uh, recovery because of the uh, the change in, in kind of the atmosphere around the shutdowns and uh, what's happening to reopen America, uh, now, of course, we look to the future to say, how will states recover coming out of this pandemic? And what are the kind of core policy ingredients that states can use in order to Jumpstart their economies
1: yeah, so and so vital I, I think as you're breaking that out, uh, uh, you know I love the fact that that you all focus on what happens at the the state level uh, being so important we're We're sort of a uh, a radio show dedicated to making federalism sexy again, but uh, we we don't, we don't have t-shirts or anything yet, uh, but you're proving it out in terms of your modeling. Tell us some of the key things that Utah has positioned, especially in light of the pandemic. Uh, that may give it an advantage of, over other states uh, in the country?
2: Boy, I tell you what, we could use more shows highlighting why federalism is so important and uh, why all the answers don't come from here in Washington, D.C. But, you know, that that's one of the key things as we look at. You know, we have these 50 laboratories of democracy. Utah is certainly on the end of... Uh, supporting taxpayers and economic freedom. And then you have the other end of the bookend of New York and California and some of the states that we know do uh, a lot of things very wrong when it comes to inducing future growth. But, you know, you look at Utah's resume, so to speak, when it comes to policymaking, when it comes to our report, rich states, poor states, and you go down to 15 variables, and Utah does so well in almost all of the variables. But a few things, and as I travel to 50 states, people always ask, you know, how in the world as Utah and been able to stay at number one for 13 years. What's the secret sauce of Utah? And I think it's like, first of all, you don't make any huge unforced errors in that you don't rank poorly in any of the 15 subcategories that we measure. But I think you get things essentially right when it comes to the flat taxes on income when you keep your rates below 5%, for instance, obviously we'd love to see them even lower. And I think Utah would be even more prosperous if you could reduce income tax rates. It's one of the key factors that we find matter for economic growth. Uh, And, you know, you look at things like the pension reforms that you've uh, tackled in Utah that many other states have been afraid of tackling and now threaten the future budgets of places like Illinois and New York and many of these other states that are now asking here in Washington for a federal bailout and asking Utah hardworking taxpayers to bail out, their states for making the wrong decisions. Uh, or it's, maybe it's truth in taxation on property taxes that you've had on the books for now more than 30 years that I think is really a model for the nation. So I could go on and on and singing the praises of Utah's innovative policy thinking but it really is an important case study to show the rest of the country it can be done, and you've been ahead of the curve for a very long time.
1: Yeah, it uh, it has been an amazing thing to to watch and be part of, and uh, you, you mentioned that secret sauce, and uh, I always like to say that uh, the the secret sauce for Utah is a is a great you know strong free market economy, and then robust institutions of civil society where we have neighborhoods and communities and uh faith based groups and and volunteer organizations and businesses that give back to the community are invested in the community. Uh it is a, a laboratory of democracy that's working. Uh as you as you look at it, uh what are some of the things that, that Utah should be watching out for? I also like to say that the most dangerous day in the life of an organization or a state uh is the day you hit number one, because it's so easy to rest on your laurels. Uh, What should Utah be thinking about to sustain this positioning we have uh, in terms of economics and upward mobility?
2: Well, it's a great question, and complacency is obviously an enemy here for any state at the top of any ranking. Uh, And I do think one of the things to very much think about is the Mountain West is an incredibly competitive region. And so when you look at our rankings, number two happens to be Wyoming uh, with no personal and no corporate income tax, as you know, whatsoever. Number three happens to be Idaho. And then you also have Nevada and Arizona in the top ten. Uh, and so you've got a lot of very strong competitors. And so I think the, the key is, is to keep moving the ball forward. And, uh, you know, whether it's income taxes, like I mentioned, some of these states do not have personal or corporate income taxes. So essentially, the price of work is zero in those states versus a, a little under 5% in Utah. You've had uh, a lot of those states aggressively look to chip down rates or look at pension reforms and, and things like that. And so I think it's really important to keep up with the neighborhood, so to speak. And you're not just competing against the big states that, you know, it's easy to compete with, such as California and others. You've seen the in-migration coming right. from those places. But it's really important to stay up with the other top ten states. And, unfortunately, uh, just based on the region, you've got a lot of them out there in, in Utah's neck of the woods.
1: Uh, that's, uh, that's great insight. Uh, Jonathan Williams, again, chief economist, vice president for the Center of State Fiscal Reform, at the American Legislative Exchange Council. Jonathan, always appreciate your insight, appreciate your good work.
2: Keep up the great work, my friend.
1: All right. Very good. Again, Jonathan Williams, uh, really appreciate that insight. And and, uh, I love where we landed with that because uh, it is – we are in a dangerous space uh, because we are being successful. We are in a very competitive space out here in the West. A lot of people are trying to figure out what comes next. And places like Wyoming and Idaho and Arizona and Nevada – uh, are all on the list of, hey, that's a great place to do business, great place to work and live. Uh, so we can't rest on our laurels. I do think we are uniquely positioned, as the report played out, uh, to to really be that crossroads to the world, not just to the West, uh, because of we have a brand-new airport coming online. We'll have inland port. We've got great uh, institutions here uh, that are anchored here. Uh, we have great uh, college-educated workforce and so on. Uh, We are really well positioned, uh, not just to lead the West or to lead the country, but to lead internationally. But we can't rest on our laurels, and that's going to take leadership at every level. And so we're going to continue to talk about that. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for a commercial break. When we come back, I'm going to ask the ultimate question of all of you and all of us. What are you afraid of and why? Find out on KSL News Radio.